Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Hour number two, Bruce Hooley Show, final hour of the week. And in that regard, we could say we saved the best for last because this is when we talk with our friend Jack Windsor of the Ohio Press Network. If you're not going to the Ohio Press Network, well, you're missing out on what the real news is because you're not going to get it from the mainstream sites, certainly not from newspaper sites, not from television sites. Some of them are okay, but they don't tell you what the Ohio Press Network tells you. And we're going to give you an example of that shortly with our friend Jack Windsor. You can follow Jack on Twitter at Jack Windsor. W-I-N-D-S-O-R. And, Jack, let's start with the breaking news. It's your story. FBI takes another f***, this time from an Ohio man close to Mike Lindell, who has stated that he believes the 2020 election was fraught with fraud. How dare he? This is an, this is an opinion that uh, now gets you attention from the FBI. Yeah, well, it gets you attention from the FBI if you are on the right side of the aisle. If you're on the left side of the aisle and it's 2016, um, you can bang that drum as loud and as long as you want to. Um, but Dr. Douglas Frank gained acclaim with his statistical models during the pandemic. In fact, I interviewed Dr. Frank several times because uh, he had some really good uh, epidemiological information that kind of showed how the COVID curves looked at the time. And uh, given his strong statistical background, he really started diving into some of the anomalies that showed up within the uh, 2020 election uh, throughout the country. And uh, since that election, he has traveled the country talking to several groups. You already hit it. He is uh, close with my pillow founder, Mike Lindell. And as you know, Monday, Mike Lindell came back from a trip to Iowa and was in a drive through at Hardee's and was surrounded by the FBI. And they took his phone. And then on Wednesday, uh, actually into Thursday morning, I was scrolling Facebook and I saw a message from Douglas Frank, and it said two FBI agents met me as I got off the plane today. They were polite and professional, and we smiled at each other knowingly as they approached me. And then he said, of course, they knew that I knew that they knew I would be expecting them there. We shook hands, and I cooperated fully with them. So he turned his phone over, and uh, later on it seemed to hint that uh, CNN, The Washington Post, New York Times were all trying to get in contact with him. They obviously knew what was going down. And he said, it's ironic. They've been leaving messages on my wife's and son's phones because they can't reach mine. Of course, because his phone is in the hands of the FBI. Jack Windsor, Ohio Press Network, our guest at Jack Windsor on Twitter. And on your site, Jack, you have a couple stories about a topic we discuss frequently here on our show, which is the intrusions on Title IX with allowing a transgender girls, which is a biological boy, in locker rooms to play sports, on and on and on. They want to extend, the Biden administration does, Title IX protections to transgender girls, which would eliminate Title IX in essence. 
Also yesterday, I discussed the State Board of Education member Brendan Shea's resolution, which I thought is very well stated, very well read, and that's going to hopefully be enacted by our state and Dave Yost, our attorney general, to try to push back on the Biden administration. So a hot topic that's gaining a lot of momentum here in Ohio. It is a hot topic, I think, uh, as you look at the U.S. Senate polls, uh, right now, the economy matters, crime matters, immigration matters. But what uh, I'm believing is going to matter is Title IX. Uh, 184,000 people as of Sunday submitted public comment uh, on this matter. And what it does, Bruce, is it creates a new protected class. So Title IX notoriously uh, prohibited sex discrimination, and it really bolstered uh, women's programs and education, women's sports, so on and so forth. But now what it's doing is it is allowing into that tent uh, gender ideology and sexual orientation. So that is the new protected class. And the article that has gained the most traction is called When Harry Wants to be Sally, Proposed Changes to Title IX Seek to Enshrine Gender Identity as a Reality. Well, this is why this article is so important to me. It was ri- it's written by a mom who lives in California who's an attorney uh, voted for same-sex marriage, is a lifelong Democrat, and is furious over what's going on with Title IX. Because what it's going to do, it's going to uh, create significant privacy issues for girls in K-12 through in college. Think about Leah Thomas and uh, he, I'm going to call him he because he's a biological male, walking around in the locker room um, with no clothes on. Yeah. And his his uh, teammates had to had to deal with that. Those are the types of things that Title IX will open up. The other thing that it will open up that is a powder keg to me is that, and you mentioned a school district, uh, Hilliard. We have a story coming out in the next 48 hours of another school district in Ohio, and here's what we think is going on. There, if a counselor talks to a student and that student has ideation of maybe being transgender or wanting to start transitioning, they're building a legal argument that in some cases they can keep those conversations away from parents. Mm -hmm. So the student is having the conversation with the counselor and the teacher. That is going to create significant backlash uh, for parents on both sides of the aisle. I don't care if you're a Democrat or a Republican or an independent. I think this is going to be a powder keg issue. And then, of course, as you said, um, the State Board of Education will have to consider uh, Brendan Shea's resolution next Friday, and that's going to be a hotly debated topic. But that would allow uh, the state of Ohio to essentially not follow Biden's Title IX changes and would require the board to uh, send out a letter to all superintendents saying, no, this is a no-go for Ohio schools. You can follow Jack Windsor's reporting at theohiopressnetwork.com, and you can follow him on Twitter at Jack Windsor, W-I-N-D-S-O-R. Of course, Donald Trump is coming to the uh, Mahoning Valley, Youngstown area, Covelli Center, Saturday, 7 p.m. rally with J.D. Vance, going right into Tim Ryan's backyard. And we have latest polling out from Emerson College in the Hill that uh, is a different result from the polls that we are seeing that have Ryan ahead. This one has J.D. Vance ahead in the race, 44%. To 40 percent. What do you make of this race, Jack? And uh, what do you think of the strategy of having a rally for J.D. Vance in the Mahoning Valley where Tim Ryan has? uh, Well, he's been their representative. I don't know if he's represented them, but he's been their representative for 20 years in Congress. It's so Donald Trump, isn't it? To go to go in your uh, enemy's yard and say, hey, here we are. 
you know, I got a chuckle about that thinking, oh my gosh, they picked Youngstown. Of course they did. Um, so I think of the strategy. We've talked about this a little bit. JD Vance said, uh, early in the summer and then midsummer, you know, we're keeping our powder dry because Tim Ryan raises a ton of money. He can turn the spigot on anytime he wants because he's connected to that democratic network of big funds. And that's why he, uh, Tim Ryan was up on TV all summer and made an impact that certainly scared some Republicans who went, well, where's JD Vance? Well, JD is now up on uh, TV. He is, uh, hitting, um, you know, the grassroots circuit. And this latest poll shows that he's up by 4%. Um, he is, he's winning with independence, which is going to be significant for him. Now, the poll's margin of error is 3.3%. So, you know, he's just up over that margin of error a little bit. I need to dive into the crosstabs and see what's driving those numbers um, so that we can figure out, is this a good poll or, you know, does it have some errors? But the the one key issue uh, between J.D. Vance and Mike DeWine, uh, J.D. Vance is not doing as well with female voters. Uh, Tim Ryan is actually winning there uh, versus Mike DeWine. His numbers came out, by the way. He's up 17 points on Nan Whaley. He's actually faring better uh, with women uh, as opposed to men. J.D. Vance is doing better with men um, than Tim Ryan, but but uh, Mike DeWine is, is winning both classes. And I had a chance to talk to his uh, press secretary today, and she said, you know, we don't take anything for granted. Our DeWine Houston team is pounding the pavement across the state, knocking doors, making phone calls, and meeting with voters at fairs, parades, tailgates, you name it, we're there. Our fundraising numbers reflect the same level of enthusiasm that we are seeing from the grassroots. Um, I'm still waiting to find out if DeWine will be in Youngstown on Saturday. Yeah, well, maybe he'll be there to accept uh, the president's endorsement, uh, although I kind of doubt it. Uh, J.D. Vance and Donald Trump, it'll be a show Saturday night, 7 o'clock in Youngstown. We're talking with Jack Windsor of The Ohio Press Network. Follow him on Twitter at Jack Windsor, W-I-N-D-S-O-R. And let's end with this one. The Ohio Department of Education ratings are out. Not good for your big public school districts, Columbus, Cleveland, uh, Akron, Toledo, all getting one star, and that's the lowest rating, one star on graduation and early literacy. The uh, Columbus Education Association, Jack, just got a nice new contract to give students the schools they deserve. It doesn't seem like students are getting the schools they deserve. No, they're not, and... I remind people of this all the time. The pandemic didn't didn't shut schools down. Public officials shut schools down. Uh, teachers unions shut schools down. They kept them closed. They 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 put them in remote learning situations. And you know this is just something that you saw coming down the pike, right? I mean, chronic absenteeism, particularly in those inner city schools, was horrendous. And, you know, my fear was that we lost an entire generation of kids because once they're out of that loop, how do you get them back? Yeah. Right. Like it's, it's terrifying. So graduate graduation rates are, are terrible. Um, attendance rates are terrible and those numbers are playing out, but I just have a really hard time pointing to, uh, the pandemic and saying, well, it's, it's, it's the fault of the virus. I mean, Back in the day, the CDC director said kids are not vectors of transmission. We knew that very early on, and there were places around the globe that kept kids in school and did just fine. So this is one of those uh, unintended consequences that is horrific, and I think people need to make sure that they're assigned to blame where it belongs. 
Jack, always great to have you on the show. Make sure you read the site, theohiopressnetwork.com, theohiopressnetwork.com. Jack, have a great weekend. Bruce, God bless you. Thanks for having me. Talk to you next week. My thanks to Jack Windsor, Ohio Press Network, for joining us. And the buses have shown up at Martha's Vineyard to bus the 50 migrants who were flown into Martha's Vineyard yesterday out of Martha's Vineyard. Uh, When they put the sign out that said they stand with immigrants and indigenous people, that's what they meant. They'll stand and watch them as they bust them out of town. (laughs) Oh, it's amazing how uh, it's easy to be a sanctuary city when you actually don't have to keep anyone in a sanctuary in your city. So they have bust them out, my friend. Now, uh, I wanted to see whether or not Corinne Jean-Pierre, the press secretary at the White House, is uh, lying to me once again, or is actually maybe for the first time ever telling the truth when she says that the Biden administration's border policies are correcting the errors of the Trump administration. That's not how I remember it. It's not how I remember it. But uh, she said this yesterday, so I uh, thought I would at least, uh, first of all, listen to it with you, and then we'll pursue whether or not she's correct or not. We're seeing images of, you know, in El Paso, they've released a 1,000 migrants on the street because the processing centers are overwhelmed there. You know, how is that humane how is that safe as you guys talk about so often when it's it's overwhelming border cities and and they're asking the the biden administration to reimburse them for charter buses to get them out of the area because they're they're totally overwhelmed so again it is a broke a a broken system Mm. the immigration system Mm. and it was um it was decimated by the last administration oh That is a fact. It was decimated by the last administration. Uh, What the last administration wanted was a border wall that was ineffective and used uh, a use of taxpayers' dollars. uh, And uh, and that's what we saw from the last administration. Okay. Okay. Well, let's check that out. So I Googled number of border crossers by year under Trump administration. And I found uh, a woke site... The uh, World Advocacy for Human Rights in the Americas. Okay? Very, very woke. And the headline says, The U.S. government's 2018 border data clearly shows why the Trump administration is on the wrong track. Okay? So I'm going to read this, and it talks about Donald Trump, orange man, bad. Giving speeches about... um, invasions and national emergencies and the like. And it says, here's what the data is really telling us from 2018. Number one, again, woke site, Trump evil, bad, orange man, big, mean, fat, orange. Number one, there is no migrant crisis. In fact, the flow is near its lowest point in half a century. So the woke site to review is ripping Donald Trump for saying that there's an invasion of migrants in 2018 when the world, what was the site again? World Advocacy for Human Rights in the Americas. 
says that the flow of migrants has dropped to early 1970s levels. Now, this would seem to be a woke on woke crime. We have during the Trump administration, the narrative being that Trump was exaggerating the problem at the border because this woke site says the numbers were down to their lowest level since 1973. And Corinne Jean-Pierre yesterday saying that none of Trump's policies worked because the wall didn't work and the, this, the Marine in Mexico didn't work and Title 42 didn't work. Yet back during the Trump administration, we have people, an organization probably that Corinne Jean-Pierre could have worked for. I mean, you know, she is black and gay, so that's her qualification. By the way, anybody listening who thinks that I'm racist, that I unequivocally, without fear of contradiction, tell you that Corinne Jean-Pierre is a complete and utter failure as a press secretary, that I'm being homophobic and racist by saying that, actually, actually, It would be, and is, homophobic and racist of those who refuse to criticize her for her obvious ineptitude because she's lesbian and black. See, being lesbian and black, nor any other intersectional characteristic that you have, should insulate you from the unforgiving standard of competence. And in her job, competence is measured by comparison to your predecessors. I didn't like Jen Psaki, little red lying hood. But she could at least lie to me without looking at a book that someone else had written things down for her to read. Which, by the way, is also extremely racist. Who in the Biden administration thinks so little of Corinne Jean-Pierre's brain power that they write down answers for her because they don't trust her to give answers off the top of her head. That's racist. If you weren't racist, Biden administration, you would say, oh, she's fine. She's on her own. She's very good. She's, I mean, she's a a glass ceiling breaker. She's black and she's a lesbian and she's phenomenal. Let her talk. They don't let her talk. And here's the reason why they don't let her talk. She got a very simple question yesterday. Do you agree with Kamala Harris, vice president, who says that the border is closed? By the way, in case you uh, speaking of black women who can't talk, here's Kamala Harris answering Chuck Todd on Meet the Press about the border being secure. The border is secure, but we also have a broken immigration system, in particular over the last four years before we came in, and it needs to be fixed. We have a secure border. In that that is a priority for any nation, including ours and our. Whatever. I got to get to KJP because you got to hear this. Does the White House stand by those comments that the border is secure? What we stand by is that we are doing everything that we can huh? uh, to make sure that um, what? Uh, that we follow the process that's been put forth. That, that's why we have uh, historic funding uh, to do just that, to make sure that, um, uh, uh, you know. What? Uh, um, hmm? uh, to make sure that. Um, hmm? Come again? Sure that uh, the folks that we encounter at the border be removed uh, or expelled. Hamina, 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 Hamina. She's dreadful at her job. She's utterly incompetent at her job. Not because she's black, 
Not because she's gay. She's just bad. She'd be bad no matter what her intersectionality boxes checked are. 